war, 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 oh war, war, war. Is that what we got in our hands? I uh, no. You don't think so? I don't know. It's I was I was a strict no for a while, but I think they want to start something. Yeah. I did it, it well they obviously don't want to hold back. Well, if you're if you've been living under a rock or you just happen to stumble across this podcast and know nothing about wrestling. He goes by Dwayne now. Ah. Yeah, if you stumble across a Dwayne that sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> all right, let's start that over. Um, yeah, we're talking about all elite wrestling, AE Dub. Nice, AE-dub. nice logo, twenty by twenty ring. Yeah, whenever they got that idea. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! I'm just gonna have fun with this. I know you are, but I I've seen so much of it. Already oh yeah, it's all ridiculous. Day. I just like everybody needs to fucking chill the fuck out, bigly. Just like. It's wrestling. It's not that serious. Just no, enjoy. What you... And I think the the wrestlers know that, and they're just working all of us because they're dicks. Enjoy what you want to enjoy. Like if you want to watch AEW, AEW great show last night. We'll get into all that in our full review. I thought it was the second best show of the year, all companies. Um, I'll tell you which one I thought was better when we get there. I think you already know. I'm interested. I think you already know, but last week's Raw. <laughs> yeah, totally. Last week's Raw kicked ass. No, but anyway, um. Yeah, I thought AEW was a great show. Oh, I know which one it is. Yeah, yeah, it's fairly odd. Yeah, I, I, I feel like you know, I couldn't think. I feel like you share that. I don't know if you think it's the second best show, but I think probably. We, I, I think we both agree on what the best show of the year so far. Probably, was. probably. But I mean, yeah, we're living in an age of two mainstream American professional wrestling companies now. What a time! Yeah, it is. It's I never thought we'd see it again. We were very, we were very young during the Monday Night Wars. I started watching like very tail end of it. I, I can remember because my cousins watched WCW. I can remember like ninety nine, two thousand WCW. Yeah, the, the bad times. Yeah, then which didn't turn me on. I'm pretty me. much the same way. I caught like the very, very tail end of it. Like I started watching on the on the build to Mania seventeen. So I probably, I don't think I've ever watched a Nitro. I mean, I've I've gone back and watched them on the network. I don't think I've ever like watched a Nitro as a kid, but I was definitely watching Nitro. I was definitely, yeah, I was definitely watching wrestling before Nitro died, but not for very long. So, yeah, man. It's, and I guess the closest we've came was when TNA went head to head on Mondays for like three weeks, for like a month, and they're like, "Oh shit, we're getting murdered. This is a bad idea." Yeah, it was very bad. At least AEW's smart. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if like they have a lot of success. Maybe they move to Mondays in like a year or two, but they're smart not starting out. On a Monday or yeah. a Friday. It also appears that they're not going after them, but it appears like they are. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll talk get into about that. all this. Yeah, so. Stay with us. We got an action-packed episode coming up. We got an NXT TakeOver 25 review. Crazy, there are 25 TakeOvers already. It's kind of wild. Absurd. Um, we'll, try to, we'll try to name all of them, too. Are we? Okay. Oh, yeah, we will. I know you probably could, because we, sit- we were sitting here We were sitting here one day, and you gave me the entire Raw Tag Team Champions since 2011. Yeah. And you're, like, you're a savant. I'm kind of like Eugene. A little bit. A little bit. We'll see you guys in the next segment for AEW News. Yep. So, this week, along with uh, Double or Nothing, uh, StarCast 2 was held. and Now, is that going to be a thing, though? I think it's going to be, like, their version of, quote-unquote, like, access, access at all their big shows. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's usually, they did a Royal Rumble access this year. Of course, there's Mania access every year. They already announced StarCast 3 for Chicago. Which we'll get into. We'll get into the full AEW schedule um, at the end of this segment. And at StarCast, one of the many events was a roundtable with Arn Anderson. Um, he was asked about his departure from WWE. 
and he interestingly said that he signed a non-disclosure agreement, so he couldn't discuss why he was let go. Of course, the rumor mill is that Alicia Fox showed up to a live event a little bit intoxicated, and he won't let her wrestle, which is the reported reason for his departure. Which, pretty okay, I'm okay with that. The yeah. valid reason to get let go, yeah. if you don't do your job. Um, then he was asked about uh, WWE's tag team division, and he said that if the WWE really gave two dams about the tag team division, the Revival would be the tag champs and he would be managing them. And then he hinted that he has one more run left in him, and maybe it'll happen in another company. Wink, 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 wink. Did he say wink, 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 wink? No, but... It'd be real funny if he did. It's clear what he's implying. Yeah, I mean... Um, so what do you make of Arn's comments? I mean, he's probably a little upset about what happened. Or he's not, and he's happy to be out of there, but... I don't think they're very, very... I don't think they're too controversial. No, I don't think he said anything out of line. I mean, I mean, it's, it's right on par with the rest of the fucking weekend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, but I don't think he said anything out of line, and I'm okay with it. No, I mean, I pretty much agree with everything he said, except managing the Revival. I wouldn't necessarily be against it, but, I mean, just if they just randomly stuck him with the Revival, it'd be, like, weird. Well, yeah, I mean, they're, they're at their in their best days, they're Arn and Tully knockoffs. Yeah. Well, no. Mm-hmm. Right down to the fucking jackets, dude. But they they wrestle a mo- they don't they wrestle a modern style and yeah. they're very good at. I, I wouldn't call them Arn and Tully knockoffs. They're modern day Arn and Tully. That's that's better. That's, that's, that's what I that's, that's what better. I meant. Didn't mean to say knockoff. I meant their 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 entire gimmick is an homage to Arn and Tully. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's that's fair. Um, but I mean that's something I like to say. Yeah, I mean, especially with the Bucks managed by uh, any jobber from WWE history. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I don't know. Maybe Giannis will go manage the Bucks. He's not busy now. No, he's not. I'm not talking about that because I'm very angry. I'm very happy. I'm so happy. Yeah. Well, I don't want the team to beat us to go to the finals. It yeah, would suck if the team... I'm that the lo- biggest Raptors fan in the world right it now. It would suck if the team that knocked you out of the playoffs went to the finals. Like, that would really suck. Yeah, it was. And it, would, and it does. Yeah? But anyway. Yeah, means... let's keep talking about AEW. Oh, you want to talk about AEW now? Yeah, let's talk about AEW. Oh, yeah. you're being Mr. WWE Mark over there. I, I, I have a fucking episode of, uh, I can't even think, fuck, the show they're driving. Oh, Ride Along? Ride Along, I couldn't think of it right off the top. Fuck the show they're I, driving. I have an episode of Ride Along to catch. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> it would have been better if you said the failed WCW relaunch that premiered. Um, But anyway, so that's it for Arn. So let's talk about wrestling Twitter, man. I'm not going to lie. Y'all need to chill the fuck out. I'm not going to lie. Last night, I was so excited after AEW that I went out to the bar, and I had a lot of drinks. And I was so dehydrated this morning that my calves are cramping. But literally, I think reading my Twitter feed gave me a bigger hangover than all the alcohol I consumed. There was a great thirsty joke be made there, and you didn't make it. But, no, yeah, it was... It, it gave me a headache. Yeah, it's like... But fucking a, it's it, everybody and needs it's a not chill. and it's not just the pro AEW people. It's the pro WWE people. They're just as bad. It's like, yeah, they're ridiculous. It's just I I don't want to talk about it. I hate it so much. It's, I've seen people defending Raw get destroyed, and I've been seeing people defending AEW get destroyed, and I just don't want to read them anymore. Yeah, and you know what? That's that's what Twitter's gonna be now. I think this generation of wrestling fan is just too soft for. A war because if someone says something negative about AEW, the wolf pack's gonna be unleashed on them. And if someone <laughs> the wolf sa- pack. See what I did there. And if someone gets unleashed on Raw, 
if someone the uh, lone wolf pack will be after yeah, them. Yeah. So there's there's no there's there's no I guess NXT is like the only common ground that like everybody loves like all the all the pro yeah that's people. the Venn diagram yeah that's the middle it's of the Venn middle, diagram yeah, both both circles overlap there's, NXT there's no better example of the middle of Venn diagram than Every, NXT. yeah everyone everyone loves NXT so it's just I don't know man it's it's it is ridiculous a very big ridiculous thing like I'm just scrolling through my Twitter feed right now and the shit I'm seeing is just like it's ridiculous I don't even want to look at it. I'm gonna watch Antiques Roadshow videos later. That's what we're gonna do. Um, I gotta get up at five. In other news, AEW talent, specifically Cody, was not too shy about taking some shots. Yeah, at he was fed. Not subtle at all. Um, at Starcast, he made a few comments. In- Unnecessary comments, including burying the twenty four seven title. Um. He said he felt awful for Mick Foley that he had to unveil that atrocity and said the reaction it got is basically deserved. Um, when someone asked him to say something positive about the 24-7 title, he said, I really like Randy Orton. He's a great guy. That is what he said was positive about the 24-7 title. He's a giant douche. And then they were talking about Kylie Ray, and he just randomly said Kylie Ray's I don't know. I don't remember the exact quotation. But it's, it's like, like Kylie Ray doesn't pretend to be nice. Yeah, that was that was the gist of it. He's like wacky wavy. He said something about the wacky wavy, wavable inflatable flailing, wacky wavy inflatable arm flailing too. The Bailey buddies. Yeah, they're not called that. They can't. They don't call them that. Anymore. No, they're not the wacky waving inflatable that's arm flailing too, man. But that's what he made. That's what he said. He said those words. Well, no, that's what he said. He said on Twitter. That's yeah. not what he said. He was referring to her. Yes, he was referring to her, but he said, we, well, I'm not saying it again, but he was saying those things when he said pretending to be nice, which was I just thought it was very unnecessary. Yeah, it's it's weird. And like, WWE, for trying to be an alternative, I just did air quotes for those you can't see. W- which is everybody, because we're a podcast. Yeah, but Vince, Vince seems to live rent-free in their, his fucking head. Well, and... I'm gonna put on my AEW cap here. They're also living rent free in Vince's. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's he's... he's selling it, which is the most anti-Vince thing to do. But he, is, I it just, I it rubbed me the wrong way. I just think he could have well, said a hundred get... other things. So, and then in the actual Double or Nothing event, during his entrance, there was a throne there, and I jokingly said, "Oh shit, it's Triple H," and I laughed. And then he walked to the ring, got a sledgehammer, and walked back and smashed the throne. And I'm like, "Oh." That was supposed to be Triple H. Can I say something? Sure. That was the lamest fucking thing I've ever seen. That it, was so lame. It was corny. I'm not gonna lie. Oh my god, was it so lame? And I know a lot of people. I and know unnecessary. Of, I know a lot of people loved it. I know a lot of people hated it. Oh too. my god, people were loving it. They're like, oh my god, Triple H sucks, and then that's what it is. So I get why they did that. They're. There's no, they a, are feeding into the frenzy. There's a big section, not all of AEW, I won't even say most of AEW fans, but there is a big contingent of AEW fans that are very anti-WWE, or at least anti-WWE main roster. For the sake of being WWE, anti-WWE main roster. Well, let's let's not act like the shows have been great lately. No, they haven't, but so you know their, you know their reasonings. So we have, so they have, they have a bit of a gripe, and that's why Cody did it, because he's catering to those fans, and you know what, it's kind of smart, because... Thought it was petty. It was. No, it certainly was petty. And then people people want to talk about uh, Triple H making the comment at the Hall of Fame. And at least in my opinion, here's the difference with that. 
the difference with that was he was joking around with his buddy Billy Gunn. Like he's friend, Bill, him and Billy Gunn are yeah. like best friends. If he was serious about it, Billy he wouldn't Gunn have, been he there. Would have invited him to the fucking ceremony. Yeah, so it was he was joking. This was obviously not joking, but and here's just where I stand on it. Somebody made a really good point on Twitter last night. Go ahead. Uh, they said of all the people in the WWE brass, like Triple H was the one that was. The respect Dusty the most. Yeah, he he created the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Yeah, and he made Dusty the number like the head guy of NXT for a while. He's he also was, the guy that convinced Vince to let Goldust go. <laughs> to like to let Goldust what go and yeah. wrestle Cody. Yeah, because Vince said it's up to it's up to Hunter, and Hunter said go ahead. I think he all. I think Triple H might have gave a little tip of the cap. Triple H loves working people, and and if this if this more than likely isn't working, he would have. Little tip of the cap to them. So, what do you, you think he's working with AEW? No, I just like. like what, 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 are you, what are you inferring? I mean, Triple H loves. Like Triple H called Cody and said, hey, smash my throne? No, I mean, I love. I'm not saying working together. I'm like, it's. it's. I don't think Cody was like, hey, let me visually destroy Triple H for the sure hell of it. But he, he might have. And I think Triple H might have just gave a little, a little tap of the hat because Triple H loves kayfabe and the fans. Well, Cody said in his interview that. Uh, people are telling him to stay in the company line. And he said he's not going to do that. He said he's going to take shots and he's going to do his thing. Yeah, because Cody's an asshole. I wasn't a bit an asshole. But, yeah, I just I thought it was unnecessary. It was neat. It was a good visual. But, yeah. I thought it was kind of a corny visual. It was as well. But, like, it, I think that's what he wanted. I don't know. I, it was no, I don't, weird... think, I don't think he wanted to come up. Like, it was so lame and so cheesy. I just... one, one little part of the throne broke off and, like, some smoke came up. Yeah, like the, the fucking chair at Pyro. Um, but... What was I gonna say? I had a thought, and now I'm now I lost. You said here's your really stand on it. Oh yeah, here's where I stand on it. Um, maybe it's because I've watched so many seasons of bad Rams football, but like no matter how bad WWE gets, I'm just like it's like a disease. I'm still gonna fucking watch every week. Yeah, I can't wait for Ron tomorrow. But I'm well. I wouldn't say that. I dread it. There are some weeks I dread it, but. I'm also going to watch AEW every week because I love pro wrestling and AEW is going to be good. It's going to be very good. So when I tune into AEW, it's my escape from WWE, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to hear about WWE. I don't want to think about WWE. Yeah, they said I just want to watch I just want to watch good wrestling. I want the alternative, like they said they were supposed to be. So, like, when I when I tune in double, tune in double or nothing and it's a great fucking show and then Cody comes out and gets a sledgehammer and smashes the throne, I'm just like, well, that's fucking lame. Yeah, that, I, I, I want them to be my alternative. Yeah, but like, I'm, apparently they're not going to be. Well, I mean, I don't think every week. I don't think it's gonna be like Eric Bischoff giving the raw results. I don't think they're gonna do that. Well, they can't do that anyway. Well, that's uh, a dick. That's a that's a real dick move. I don't. They're not gonna do that though. Well, they can't because it's not Raw's, Raw's live now, and they're gonna probably they're not gonna be on Mondays. So yeah. Raw would have already aired by the time. Yeah, it's not. I mean, possible. they could give the raw results, but everyone would have already known. And that would be funny if they actually did. Just give the, just. Baron Corbin defeats Tido. Well, he's gone too. I don't know. That's the first name popped in my head. Baron Corbin defeats Ricochet. <laughs> in five minutes and eighteen seconds. With the end of days. Yeah. Um so yeah, um if what I've noticed is it was pretty much Cody taking all the even on like on stage, the young bucks I, I believe it was Matt Jackson who said, Cody, you're getting me heat and I didn't even say anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the inflation numbers was fine. I thought the chair was a little much. Yeah, no, I didn't mind I didn't mind them saying there's twenty thousand people in a thirteen thousand seat arena because that was funny. Like everyone knows WWE exaggerates their attendance and so i didn't mind that that was a funny little dig um but it was just a little much do you want to get into the show because i'm very excited to talk about the show well we have to do 
some other stuff first. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're we right. Have you're to right. Preview, we have to preview NXT first. We do. And we have to talk about John Moxley, who has signed a multiple-year deal with All Elite Wrestling. Probably three or five. Yeah, they haven't they haven't specified. Yeah, probably probably three or five. I'd say probably yeah. Probably say, he's probably about thirty four, somewhere in that range. That'll, that'll take down. That'll take him through the rest of his prime, which he's very good in his prime. I don't think he moves the needle all that much, but he he is big amongst fans, and uh, it's a great signing for him. He everybody said since the, since his start. Uh, were you aware of him before? Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I was. And. Uh, He's still Dean Ambrose on Wikipedia. That's pretty funny, but uh, that's he, actually surprising because uh, he put out the John Moxley video like a month ago. Yeah, but he um, he with a little freedom, he can do a lot. Oh yeah, and, there, and, and, and a little TVMA, he made really shitty skits in WWE work. He did. He 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 did some bad bad stuff. He's thirty three, so I was pretty much running the money. But uh, he did some like fucking. He got he got hot dog carts over. You know what I mean? So he like a little bit. A little bit of freedom, a little he could, bit... He couldn't save the needle up yeah. the ass, though. He couldn't save that one. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, a little bit of freedom to say what he wants. He'll do some colorful language. He loved giving that middle finger. He was I think I think he'll be great. I think he'll be great. Yeah, though. no, it's definitely... And uh, Tony Khan said he could do some international indie dates and do movies, which is what he told Vince he was going to do anyway. So he's still going to, I guess, technically in light of Vince. So do you think just, that was his plan the entire time, or do you think he walked out and... I'm thinking of who he would who he would know there from the indie days. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure. I mean, him and Cody were together in WWE. I'm sure they were tight. So I'm assuming they called him the day he walked out, and well, that'd be tampering. I don't know. Well, there's there's plenty of tampering going on. So let's not even. Let's oh not yeah, even there's a lot of tampering there's, by everybody. Calling there's on. tons of tampering going on. So I I don't think they care about tampering. But I mean, Dean announced he wasn't re-signing like late January, early February, which is like right after AEW was announced. So I think that was his plan. Like I think if 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 the the alternate universe where the Young Bucks just resign with New Japan, Kenny Omega resigns with New Japan, Cody stays in Ring of Honor, New Japan, Dean probably still is in WWE. But the options out there now. got a great opportunity, and I'm excited to see what he does with it. Man, it's gonna be. He'll probably be the champion eventually. Right? Um, I watched I watched a couple uh, videos of his entrance on Twitter and YouTube, and that place was fucking loud. It was. It, you can hear it through the TV. Yeah, that place is very loud. So. Obviously, the hype is real for Mr. Moxley, and uh, let's see what he does. It appears his first feud is going to be with Kenny Omega, which although is he, the right way to do it. Although he laid out Chris Jericho and the referee and Kenny Omega, but he Kenny Omega got the worst beat down. Didn't lay down the child though. He didn't. He, there's a, also another video on Twitter of him making his way through the crowd after the attack again, and he hugs a child, and it's adorable because it's it like. Is. He like Ambrose hugs him. He too. does. Like, That's he what like, he's he did like the Ambrose hug. He it's pulls awesome. him in. He fucking with like the blankest. He doesn't even smile. He's no, he's like, not even looking at him. He the, looks past. He him. does. He, he's looking straight past him. But he's his Moxley senses are tingling, and he knew there was a child there. Love the Mox on the jacket too. And Pro Wrestling Tees wasted no time in getting his first T-shirt on uh, the website. Literally minutes after the event, there was the unscripted Mox Violence shirt available for purchase on Pro Wrestling Tees. Nice shirt. Don't think I could ever wear it. But no, it's a nice shirt, but I can't wear it either. There's a uh, grenade on it. I, there is a grenade on it. I, I've been out of Green Day for a while. Oh. But uh, I love Green Day, and I love Moxley, but I can't wear their shirts. Remember when uh, Green Day was had the theme song for SmackDown? It was awful. I Oh, yeah. It's awful. Was it an Enemies? It was Enemy. Yeah. No, you're Enemy. Yeah. Enemy. I love Green that's Day. A ter- Fuck ter- you. That's a terrible... That's a bad song, but... Terrible uh, Green Day voice, too. Yeah, I'm not Billy Joe Armstrong. 
That you aren't. So what's left to talk about, Kenny? Yeah, we could talk about Kenny. So Kenny said that he did not beg Abushi to come. He wanted him to prosper in New Japan. Which, first of all, adorable. <laughs> yeah, that is adorable. Second of all, I really want some Kota Abushi in my life. And we're still going to get it. Yeah, you say, New Japan World, 999 yen a month. I mean, some of these fucking people that are going to be on TV every week. Yeah, it's, <laughs> to talk about. it's funny. It's, it's going to be quite the cast of characters. Fucking Jungle Boys going to be on TV every week. And that's the thing. Like, no, is it like that? Because they can still work other places, can't they? Everyone's contract is different. Um, I believe Jungle Boy could still do some indies. I think it also changes once TV starts full-time. Yeah, because, I mean, you're not going to use all 70 guys on fucking TV. Yeah. But that's why, I mean, that's something we'll find out. Yeah, it's interesting to see how it works. Um, obviously, this company is going to offer more creative freedom and more freedom to do things outside. Like, it, if Dean Ambrose wanted to do a movie that wasn't a WWE Studios movie, WWE probably put the kibosh on it. AEW seems to not give a shit. They'll let him do whatever he wants as long yeah, as Yeah, because he... it's, it's an actual wrestling company. It's not a, it's not a multimedia company. Yeah. That's... And I'm not saying that, like, in a stupid way. No, but, I know. It's you know not, what I mean? It's not no, big. Like... Yeah, it's, it's just like... Like, it's just the they're truth not of trying it. to control your lives. They just yeah. want you to, you know, just, they, work want you, they want you to wrestle. Yeah, but that's about it for news. I mean, it's it's been pretty much all AEW the last few days. Luckily, no one has died this week or any other big things has happened have happened. Um, so there's not a lot of news to talk about. So let's get in the Mean Guy Classic. We are here. We are at the championship round, and uh, you screwed up with the poll a little bit, but that's all right. Um, so. This theoretically could change, but right now Kevin Owens is such a big lead, I don't think it's going to change. So, we're going to crown Kevin Owens as the winner of the Mean Guy Classic, a five seed over the number one he seed. He just Walter. won Michigan, and it's over. Um, 63% of the vote as of this time. There's still a couple hours left on the poll to 37% of Walter. So, congratulations, Kevin Owens, the winner of the first ever Champions Advantage Mean Guy Classic. Uh... Ace Romero doesn't look very mean, by the way. He doesn't. He looks. He looks. But he did hit a tope suicida. So. He did a scary tope suicida. My dad was astonished. Oh, you, oh, you watched the back with him? No, you were. Remember they, they showed the highlights. Oh, they you did show here. the hot. They did show the highlights. That's my, dad, right. my dad goes, "Who is that fucking that's right, guy?" That's right. He's a fat bastard. But I'm glad to see AEW or Mean Guy Classic alumni in AEW. Absolutely. They just need a Killer Cross and uh, who was there? I believe by the yeah, way, third row. That's gonna be. There's gonna be a bidding war for him. If Impact even gives him his release. Yeah. But Kevin Owens... Oh, you know what else you have to talk about that I just kind of... Mr. Greg Hamilton had a tweet. Do we really have to talk about it? I mean, it was a bold statement. It was a bold statement. But congrats, Kevin Owens. Yeah. Winner of the Mean Guy Classic. I would have picked Walter. Because Walter is the entire reason we made the fucking tournament. Did you see... um, the fuck was it? It was at... It was at... uh, I think it was Trent Seven's promotion in England. He did his, like, leap off the top rope in full street clothes. It was terrifying. Something to see. Yeah. He getting Trend 7. So, well, it wasn't on Trend 7. It was just it was just in Trend 7's promotion. Fight Club Pro, I believe is the name of it. It is. Um, so, yeah, it's the Mean Guy Classic. And, yeah, let's talk about Greg Hamilton real quick. So, in the middle of a great tag team match between the Young Bucks and the Lucha Bros. Which we will talk about. Yes. Uh, Greg Hamilton, who is the ring announcer for SmackDown, he's the guy that Shane always bullies and makes a best in the world 20 times. Um, he sent out a tweet that said, the best tag team in the world is the Usos. And this isn't exact wording. Oh, no, you know what? I do have the screenshot. Let me let me go find it real quick. 
I definitely, I definitely sent the screenshot in the group message. So, let me give the exact wording of this tweet. Oh yeah, it was, it was funny. Yeah. One, he was half right on one thing. Okay. Here's the exact wording. The at WWE Usos are the greatest tag team on the planet. Dot 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 dot. Period. And the only argument that could possibly be made tonight in Vegas would be if the hashtag New Day at Xavier Woods PhD at WWE Big E at True Kofi happen to be there and they aren't. Great match, fellas, but nah, fam. Light skinned black man emoji, which is even which might be the most confusing part of the tweet. <laughs> Because Craig Hamilton is a very white man. Yes. You so. know, if they didn't like Craig Hamilton, I expect him to be black. Well, I don't know if that might be his gimmick name. I don't know. Because they make everyone change their names. Yeah. it's prob- They usually keep a part of their name. Yeah. His first name probably is Greg. Yeah. Um, so what do you make of his comments? Stick it up for the boys. I love it. Yeah. He's incorrect, but. It's one of those things where he's wrong, but. I don't know. That is, that, oh, no. That's the wrong Greg Hamilton. Never mind. That's a baseball coach. His real name isn't important. Yeah, no, I just said the same thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's sticking up for his boys, and I don't think it was supposed to be taken that, that seriously. No, I think he was dead serious, but he does, but... Yeah, it's not really much to fucking... I mean, was he supposed to... Is, is he supposed to tweet what? Like, the Lucia brothers are the best tag team in the world? I think yeah. he doesn't want to tweet that. Vince would strike him. I mean, he probably should have just kept his mouth shut, but at the end of the day, it yeah. was just funny that he tweeted, and then everybody was coming at him. Everybody was coming at this man telling him how wrong oh, he yeah. was. It was funny. You stick up for your friends. I get it. And then he quickly deleted the tweet. Um, but yeah, so that's... A very interesting tweet. That's the end of the news. So coming up, we will preview NXT TakeOver 25. NXT TakeOver 25 takes place... This upcoming Saturday, the first day of June, crazy they're already in June. Yeah, it's wild. Sixth month of the year, halfway there. That's yeah. wild. We're living on a prayer. We're not Bon Jovi. No, we are not. We're cooler. And we're a lot like, we're a lot more poor. Now, this is our 52nd episode, right? Is it? Do this one or next one. 52nd, did you say? Yeah, one year. No, we're at, we'd be at 50. Cause remember, I think we put out we put out episode zero, and then we waited a couple. We waited till Dominion to actually start. You know what I mean? You're right. You're right. So this right. is this is either episode forty nine or fifty. We're getting close. I think next we gotta be episode fifty. I'll have to check after this. Um. But yeah, twenty ninth will be. Uh, tomorrow will be our one year anniversary of doing putting out our first show. Nice. We'll have to link that first show. It's awful, but everyone needs to. Hear how far we've come. Oh, yeah, we were, we were terrible. Let's see how far we've come. That oh, song? Dan Gilbert had a stroke. Oh, that's not good. No, it's not. But, uh, he owns Quicken Loans. And, and the Cavs. Cavs, yeah. And the Lake Erie, I think they're the Cleveland Monsters now. They were the Lake Erie Monsters. They were the Lake Erie Monsters, now they're Cleveland Monsters. Yeah. And he owns the Quicken Loans Arena. And the Smoothie Center. He does not own the Smoothie King Center. No, he doesn't. But, uh... That's a blatant lie. All right. NXT TakeOver 25 takes place June 1st, 2019, this upcoming Saturday in the mecca of the United States of America, Bridgeport, Connecticut, at the Webster Bank Arena. Five matches on the card, so let's get right into this. Matt Riddle taking on Roderick Strong in a singles match. Did you see the interview where Matt Riddle said, if WWE asked him to change his name, 
he was going to try to get it to be rat middle. Uh, what a psychopath. And I, I 100% believe that he was dead serious. Oh, me too. He's nuts. So who got and why? Riddle. Mm-hmm. Not in a faction. Needs a win. Bad. And I think he will win. Yeah, Matt Riddle's definitely going to... Rather, rather uncontestedly. No, it'll be a good 20, 25-minute match. I hope it is. I mean, they're not, they're not going to just... It's takeover. You very rarely get squash matches. The only time you get a squash match was when Riddle beat Cassius Ono, and that's only because it was unadvertised. Yeah, so, and it was also Cassius Ono. Come on now. I love Cassius Ono, but he is, he's... He's going to be the next UK champion. He's going to be the guy to beat Walter. Oh, that's a lot, that's a lot of thick. Much thick. That's, that's a lot of thick. Super thick. I'm also going Matt Riddle. Um, he's starting his ascension. Not not Connor and Victor. Oh, absolutely, he's, Connor. He's Victor. starting his ascension towards the NXT title picture, I believe. Um, he lost. He lost the uh, last takeover to to Velveteen, but that was a little bit of bad luck with the Tommaso injury. Because if you remember, that was originally supposed to be a triple threat with Adam Cole before Ciampa got hurt and uh, Cole had to go to the main event. And I'm pretty damn certain that it would have ended up with Dream pinning Cole, and Riddle still would have not been pinned. Yeah. So. But shit happens eventually. Yeah, shit happens. And, you know, he still kind of, it still kind of was a fuck finish. He had the bro mission on, and Velveteen rolled through like Matt Riddle with Samoa Joe. Yes. Um, so, anyway. Yeah, I, I'm also going Matt Riddle. Uh, like I said, I think he starts to climb towards the top of the NXT mountain. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's the next guy to face Gargano. And, yeah, take him Matt Riddle. So up next, a singles match for the NXT North American Championship. Velveteen Dream defends against Tyler Breeze. Who you got and why? Velveteen. Because he's going to have the title for a long time. See, I'm kind of torn on this one. But on the other hand, if they want to restart Tyler Breeze, this would be the way to do it. Not only that, but I think Dream is kind of in the same boat as Riddle. He's, I think he's going to start climbing towards the NXT title picture. Yes. And I could... Tyler Breeze has never won a title... <laughs> Tyler Breeze has never won a title on NXT. I could totally see them giving him the North American title. I mean, he's. I think he was like the first NXT star. Is that fair to say? He was in that first group. I don't know if he's. Because he was like. I remember how excited we were that he was there? Yeah. I mean, not us specifically, but as us as fans. I was, because I was a little familiar with who he was. And he. The guy really liked the gimmick. And then now this is gimmick for gimmick. And he could win, but I'm still going well with him. I'm also going Velveteen, but there's like, this is the one I had. This is the one I I, I had the, the least hardest, confidence in. I had the hardest picking this one. But I would either way, it's a good pick because Velveteen doesn't need to win things. He's that good, and Tyler Breeze can he's a nice little jump start to his career, and this could help him. Yeah, um, I'm glad that him and Killian Dane both got sent back to NXT. It's certainly not a demotion. It's just there's no place for them on the main roster right now. So those guys will both star in NXT once again. Killian Dane put on oh. some bangers in NXT. Killian Dane's one of the most impressive performers in the company. Um. So yeah, I'm gonna go Velveteen, but that's a tough pick. I could I could really see Tyler Breeze winning it. So up next, a ladder match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championships. Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch taking on the Street Profits, taking on the Undisputed Era, taking on the Forgotten Sons. I think it's time. For the Street Profits to get their titles. Yeah, I, I feel like we have the same picks for this show. I mean, it's not exactly... So, here's here's my rationale. It won't be the Undisputed Era, because between the combination of uh, Bobby Fish or Roderick Strong, Kyle O'Reilly has held the tag titles with them for all of 2018, with an exception of the five weeks where Mustache Mountain had it. 
So they're not going to go back to the Undisputed Era. No. Um, I can't see them putting it on the Forgotten Sons. Yep. And Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch are just there to be a fourth team. Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, they're good. They, they, they had a, what was it, Chicago last year? Yeah. They put on a great opening match. They with, did. With uh, Strong, strong enough O'Reilly. So, yeah, I'm going to Street Profits. Uh, they've really been trying to build them up the last couple weeks in their match uh, in their matches with the Viking Raiders. Uh, they took them to the limit. Uh, of course, they had the tag title match. I guess it was would have been two weeks ago at this point. And then the Forgotten Sons came in and caused the DQ. That was a really lame, like, what they did. Like, Viking Raiders were going to come out and, like, vacate the titles. And then the Street Profits had no face us for them. And then the match ended in a DQ, and they just vacated the titles anyway. Like, yeah, that was, that was real lame. It was just... And the NXT usually doesn't do that type of shit, so I was surprised that they, like, did that. It was, like, very overbooked and very just... Yeah, it was convoluted, but... Yeah, but... Yeah, I'm also going Street Profits. I think they've been grooming them for this, and Montez Ford in a ladder match is going to be crazy. That dude's he, a hell of an athlete. He is. He's incredible. He jumps higher than everyone's ever jump. So, up next, a singles match for the NXT Women's Championship... Shayna Baszler taking on Io Shirai. Who you got and why? That kind of rhymes. It does. It was nice. Nice little limerick it said there. Limerick. I like that. It's time. I pick it's against time. her. I pick against her every takeover, and she never loses. It's I... Io time. I want to time time, uh... time time. It's it's time for Io. I think so too. But I've literally picked up. I've literally picked against Shayna. If you're gonna do it, do it at the standalone. I picked against Shayna like every takeover since like. Oh. Speaking of Shannon, Ronda's going to be on Raw on Monday. Tomorrow. Is she? Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, saying what her future will be. Oh, so Ronda was on Raw last night. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. There's our weekly screw-up. Yeah, we're, uh, we're doing good, too. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's EO time, I think. You know what? I'm going to pick EO Shirai, and I'm probably going to regret it, because yeah, you're never this right. motherfucker Shayna Baszler is... And I love Shayna Baszler. Yeah, like, she's, she's indestructible. It's, I just always pick against her because I always think she's getting called up, and she never gets called up. And <laughs> she just... Even when she lost to Kyrie, she got that shit right back. Um, but you know what? I'm going EO. Although, I, part of me thinks Bianca's going to be the one to take that title from Shayna. I think Bianca takes from EO. <sighs> See? But they've done so much with Shayna and fucking Bianca that it kind of feels like the story would be left untold if, if they went that route. But, but I'm going to go with Yo. That's like the for... fourth week in a row we, yeah. we did something in sync. Yeah, because we spend too much time talking about wrestling together. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Yo Shirai via Moonsault. Um, Very nice Moonsault. Probably the prettiest in wrestling. It does. The way your body just contorts, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's the opposite of the Charlotte. Like, Charlotte, Charlotte has like... It's like long and yeah. dragged out. Still beautiful. Hers, Eos is like a snap. Eos is, Eos is quick. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, just, yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a quick, it's a quick bang. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we're all right, right together right now on the picks. So. And it's probably be five for five. NXT, oh yeah. NXT Championship on the line. Johnny Gargano defending against Adam Cole. Why is Johnny Gargano winning? Because he's not losing that title for at least a year. And the the sanction between the undisputed era will continue. All they will they lose. Might they will here. lose all three matches that they're in. And I don't know if they're gonna go full on breakup or they're just gonna kick Roddy out or they're. But I think there's gonna be some changes coming. Unless in they the kick un- Cole out, that's very possible. I think I think Cole would do the best on his own. Yeah, he's he's dusted for single stardom. But I don't and know. Fish and O'Reilly could be a tag team. I don't know if Roddy Strong screams leader of the undisputed era though. You know what I mean? I think he'd do it. I could. 
and I hope this doesn't happen, but I could really see this. I could see them kicking Roddy out and then Roddy going to 205 Live. Oh, that's fine with me. Roddy, they can use a Roddy. They could. They're, they're, they're lacking some star power down there. Tony Nese is awesome, but... I mean, you saw the you saw the match you saw the match of Money in the Bank with Ari Davari and Ari Davari is very good too, but no one gave a shit. Like, yeah, no one gave no one really gave a damn anyway. But they gave less of a shit than they did about Two Hundred Five Live. I feel like I feel like people cared about Buddy Murphy. Um, That's the exception. People definitely cared about Ali. I feel like people cared about Cedric. It's, yeah, it's just you're right. They're lacking some star power. They're lacking major star power. They took their three top guys literally. Yeah, absolutely. So. That's NXT TakeOver 25. Uh, how excited on a scale of 1 to 10 are you for this show? Love a good TakeOver. Solid 7. Ooh, 7. I'm going 9.25. Uh, I mean, I'm not like the most excited I've ever been about the show, but I'm very excited. I'm I'm pretty excited. Uh, this card looks good on paper, man. I, Roderick Strong, it's been a while since like Roderick Strong, Roderick Strong got to shine in like a big-time singles match. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm a big Tyler Breeze guy, so him and Velveteen, the promo, the promos that'll be the match of the night. Great, uh, always love me some Chaos of the Ladder. Um, Shayna and Io has potential to be very good, and of course Gargano and Cole. We saw we saw what they did last takeover, mm-hmm. and you know those crazy ass motherfuckers are gonna try to top it. I don't know if it's possible, but they're gonna try to top it. They're gonna they'll try, especially for the first standalone takeover. And it's the 25th anniversary. Of take well not anniversary it's twenty fifth takeover. Uh, well, I did something that we have to start. Though. We, we we have to name all of them. See, here's the th- interesting thing. I don't know if arrival technically counts as a takeover because I don't think it does. I think I think arrival was just considered a network special. Mm-hmm. So the first takeover was just NXT takeover. That's it. Then was Fatal Four Way next. You know what? We're not doing this. Yeah, Fuck this, this would take too long. This yeah. is like way too long. I forgot about all the like weird ones that were like Unforgiven and <laughs> no, Fight for the Fallen. <laughs> those those aren't things. Um, but that also. But I'm looking forward to it. It also reminds me, we said we were gonna give the full AEW schedule for until TV starts, and we didn't. So let's do that now. Um, coming up June 29th, Daytona Beach, Florida, the Ocean Center. Great name for a venue. They're just doing underwater. It will be the Fighter Fest. Um, it takes place alongside Community Effort Orlando, which is a fighting game event. Um, the name is obviously a parody of the Fire Festival, which was a scam. <laughs> and the tag and the tagline for the show is the most luxurious gaming and wrestling festival of all time. I mean, which is a clear dig at Fire Fest and the failure that it was. <laughs> yes, it was. So that's June 29th, 2019. On July 13th, 2019. It will be Fight for the Fallen at Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, so that'll be their third event. And then August 31st, the Sears Center Arena in the suburbs of Chicago. Not technically in Chicago, but it's close enough. It will be All Out. The sequel to the very successful All In. Yes. And StarCast 3 will also coincide with that event. So I, I forgot to ask you, how do you feel about AEW kind of having their pay-per-views on Saturdays? Like it. Yeah? Like it, like it, like it. Like it, like it, like it. It's, it's nice. It's nice being able to do this. <laughs> All right, then. So we'll have a full review of Double or Nothing coming up next. <laughs> 
It's just a deadly game. I guess I guess it was a deadly game. So last night, of course, was double or nothing. You did it again. Fucking bitch. Double or Nothing took place on May 25th, 2019, this past Saturday, in Paradise, Nevada, at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, home of Halloween Havoc, for like every year. <laughs> they loved running Halloween Havoc there. Um, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good little arena for a wrestling show. Yeah. Um, sold out, of course. Uh, about 13,000 people, a little over that. They joked that there was 20, um, which was, we talked about earlier, a little... That was more of a fun jab at WWE, not not necessarily. Yeah, that was that was one. that was fun. So, um, let's get into this. I, so, where do you want to start? I know I know you have some thoughts in the commentary. Do you, oh, you want to start with that? Thank you, you for to... reminding me. Because yeah. they made too many. Let's 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 start. The commentary team was Alex Marvez, Excalibur, and of course Jim Ross, who got the Goldberg entrance. By the way, what of yeah he did. He walked. They, they had him fucking getting out of his awesome. big set limo, and he's wearing his big fat hat. And his fucking Boomer Sooner was playing. I think it's the name of the song, actually. Yeah, I think it is the name of the song, also. But, uh... Yes, they were fucking terrible. I was, I'm coming out and saying it right there. Don't, Do not defend don't, this comment. Don't lump Excalibur. No, Excalibur, Excalibur was great. great. Excalibur, Excalibur is, is great. one of the best play-by-play guys in the biz. But JR is... He said Old Yeller about 40 times, and he is Old Yeller. He <laughs> needs to be taken behind the shed and just popped. No. Oh, my God. Not really. I don't think he actually should be dead because I think he's a great wrestling mind and he can help a lot there. But he does not need to be on the mic. Yeah, he I was know. not good. He was asleep. And it saddens me because we grew up with JR. Yeah, no, he was, he was. He We welcome him into our households every Monday night. It's He just doesn't have it anymore. And it's sad to see. Keep him behind the scenes. Go Excalibur and somebody else, and they'll figure it out. I'm not even talking about Marvel. <laughs> that guy sucked ass. He made Renee Young look like Gordon Sully. Oh, God. Uh, I tend to agree with that, with most of what you're saying. I thought JR is very good when Moxley came out. He was. He, he still has... He still has... I, I yeah, compare JR got him... got better as the night went on. I compare him to Chris Berman. Okay. He still has it. But he just yeah, can't consistently gotta, doing it. If you're going to Canada and get those aspirins, the duh, duh, duh. You ever see the video of Chris Berman talking like, oh, dude, I got to show you when we're done with this. It's fucking hysterical. <laughs> He's like Chris Berman. Chris Berman, you're Chris like, Berman oh, talking it's about fucking drugs. Cool. It's Chris Berman again. and But like he, I, he comes out with a with one of his classics, like Cuckoo Kachoo, Patrick Robinson. And I'm sorry, I didn't bring, I didn't bring up the Eagles, but that's the only one I remember. And but he he's a, he's a classic. He's a legend. But said, he's just, no one circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. They play the hits, but Jr. is just a little too old, and he just doesn't have it anymore, and it's sad. So but keep him behind the scenes. I, me and Chris, also from Turnbuckle Topics, were talking about this Thursday night, I believe, um, when Marv Albert called uh, Chris Jericho. Apparently, he's a Jonas Yurebko's long lost brother, Chris Yurebko. <laughs> and uh, shout out to the Punk Rock Celtics, um, but. Anyway, like guys like Marv Albert, Chris Berman, Jim Ross, they'll always have a job because of what they've done. Like, yeah. Like, uh, who's the dude on CBS that's there forever? Vern Lundquist? Yes. Like, Vern Lundquist. At the end, he wasn't, he was, he was losing it. Yeah, but Vern they weren't going to fire him. You know what I mean? Like, he's it's Vern. It's the same Lundquist. reason Vince Scully did Dodgers games for 70 years. Right. And I get why a new company would hire Jim Ross because, as Cody said, it's Jim fucking Ross. Like, if I'm a disgruntled, not even a disgruntled wrestling fan, if I'm a guy 
if I'm a person like my age who used to watch and Jim Ross is calling it every week and it's a whatever night the show ends up, whether it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever, and I'm flipping through and I see TNT and I see Jim Ross on screen and Chris Jericho in the ring, I'm going to be like, oh shit, let me check this out. Like, I remember this. Like, yeah, so no, I, I get, I get, I get why, why he's there. Him. But they need, like, is Excalibur going to be their guy now? I don't know. I think I think that's going to be the team. It's going to be Excalibur. I'm it's going to be Mark. I'm, I'm happy for X because he's good. Yeah, he's really good. He... During the during the sixth during the Joshi tag, I knew very little about those women besides Aja Kong. Obviously, she's a legend. I knew a lot about Aja Kong, but Excalibur did a very Excalibur knew all their moves. Excalibur knew their story. He did a very good job, like helping people. Because Ross and Marvez were useless in that Joshi tag. Like Jim Ross, Jim Ross. He's like, oh, we, oh, oh, I want him over there. But we've heard we've we've if you've watched any of Jim Ross's stuff on New Japan. He struggles with Japanese names and Japanese commentary, so we knew that the Joshi six woman tag he would he wouldn't say a lot, and he didn't. It was Excalibur was pretty much a one man booth for that match, and he provided so much insight. He was incredible, but I don't know if it was nerves for Marvez or he's just not very good at his job, or but, he's not interesting. Jesus Christ, but, fucking bump on a lock for most of the night he was. He provided nothing. He didn't. He brought nothing to the table. Like Jim Ross had his moments. Jim Ross had moments of brilliance and moments of of age I guess is the polite way to put it yeah it's just it's moments of dementia so so yeah that's the commentary deal um people defending the commentary are just wrong but you know that's cool so let's get into it the opening match was a it was supposed to be a 21 man casino battle royal with the winner refu- receiving a future AEW world title match but it ended up being a 22 man casino battle royal and what a 22nd man Let's run through the participants. The participants were Sonny Kiss, Brandon Cutler, Ace Romero, Glacier, Brian Pillman Jr., Sonny Days, Joey Janela, Dustin Thomas, Billy Gunn, Jimmy Havoc, Michael Nakazawa, Jungle Boy, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Queen, collectively known as Private Party, Luchasaurus, Sean Spears, Orange Cassidy, Marco Stunt, Tommy Dreamer, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, and Adam Hangman Page. This match went 16 minutes on the dot. Um, tad confusing with uh, drawing a, a uh, what are they called? Not like a, a suit. A suit. Yeah, drawing a suit, and then you come in with your suit, whether it's aces, diamonds, spades. That was a little confusing. I like how they, they, they're at least trying something out. They didn't want to just rip off a Royal Rumble. Um, There's some fun moments in the match. Uh, Luchasaurus chined. Uh, oh, that guy's fucking awesome. Tommy Dreamer got his head rammed into... Uh, Sonny kisses ass. Repeatedly. Glacier hit Sunny Days with the mist. Then he got stapled. Uh, yeah, Tommy Dreamer got his balls stapled. Um, and then, of course, Hangman Page oh, was... MJF called the poor legless uh, Dustin guy. Thomas, yeah. Speaking of that... Lieutenant Dan. That's bullshit. His feet never hit the ground. No, he should win. He should win. Yeah. He, like... And I'm not trying to, like, be funny. Like, I'm not trying to be like, ha oh, he has no legs. It's like... The rules clearly said, they didn't say, like, when your body hits the ground. They said both feet have to touch the floor. Yeah, they didn't say, let, let the bodies hit the floor, let the bodies hit the floor. He should he should have been the winner. Like, he should I'm, be. He should be, he should he be, should be protesting. He, I would. We should have Chris Jericho versus Dustin Thomas at All Out. Yes, we should. No, I would love to see that. Jericho would call us some things. But in all seriousness, he had a 619. He had a 450 splash, which is just ridiculous. For It was man. impressive to see. Yeah, it was really cool. I'm glad... It's, and it's a really cool story how the Bucks saw him on Twitter and they're like, let's book this guy. Like, that's, oh, yeah, it's really That's cool. really cool. So, shout out to Dustin Thomas. Your story's amazing. You're amazing. 
Um, some other fun moments. Billy Gunn looked as jacked as ever. Yeah, um, I wonder, wonder why. Uh, stop it. Nice to see Marco stunt on a national stage. Uh, any thoughts on this match? You just let me do all the talking. No, it was it was it was really fun. I mean, it, it's what you kind of expect from it, but it was fun. Orange Cassidy got his moment. I love Orange. Yep. Love me some Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy uh, hit the the shin kicks, very the hardest shin kicks in wrestling history. You gotta go back and watch the video and watch Jungle Boy's reaction in the corner. He like flinches at every kick, like <laughs> in the corner. It's hysterical. <laughs> Jungle, uh, my dad was infatuated with Jungle Boy. Yeah. Uh, he. He did well. Everybody did well. MJF was a star, of course. Yeah, MJF. If I'm them, he, him and Paige are the two guys I build around. Yeah. They're the future. So the first one-on-one singles match in AEW history had Sammy Guevara taking on Kip Sabian. Uh, Kip Sabian got the W. Um, some crazy moments included Sammy Guevara hitting a 450 on the barricade, which was crazy. Uh, this was Sammy Guevara is very good. They're both very good. Uh, it was a good, good little match. Uh, Pretty much high spots, uh, but there's some psychology in there. I I don't know. It was it was a good little showcase. Kip Sabian got the W. These are two more guys that could that I'd watch out for in the future of AEW. Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. He, MGF was gonna be the one held that company for a while. So then Cody and the Bucks and Kenny came out. They cut a promo. That's where they talked about the attendance. And the first production snafu came when I guess they missed a time cue and their their uh, speech got cut off when they started the main show, and that main show kicked off with SoCal Uncensored, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, and Scorpio Sky taking on the Strong Hearts, Seema T Hawk and L Lindeman, and uh, SCU got the win. Good showcase for the Strong Hearts. Yeah, like, those guys are very very impressive. They're they're very fun to watch. I would I would like to see what they could do. I want I want to see them have a triple threat with each other because like yeah I want to see them, I want to see them wrestle a not forty eight year old Christopher Daniels a not forty five year old Frank Kazarian and Scorpio Sky yeah uh, and Harold and Harold yes so this is a fun match uh, they all the the OWE guys hit a bunch of their OWE spots uh, El Lindeman looks. A lot like Minoru Suzuki, which he is does. very scary. We talked about it very a lot because I, I, just somebody that looks like Suzuki is scary. I was shocked that uh, SCU got the win. They did so with the best Meltzer ever. Um, I don't know. I thought for sure. I thought for sure they'd put over the strong hearts, try to get people to tune into Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. But ultimately, they went with SCU getting the victory. What did you think of this match? I know. Did, did you rewatch this one today? I didn't. Okay, uh, but good good start. SCU is very good. Good person. I was surprised they didn't go over the strong hearts, but they are very, very good. Those guys are going to bring a lot to this company. Yeah, I think the thing I'm noticing by AEW is it's like it really is a variety show. Like you got everything. You got gimmicks. You got good technical wrestling. You got high flying. There really is a little bit of everything. That match went 1340, by the way. Up next, it was supposed to be a triple threat match between Nyla Rose, Kylie Ray, and Britt Baker. But then Brandy Rhodes came out. They did the spot from WrestleMania 33 where the New Day looked like they were adding themselves to the match. But out came Awesome Kong, and it awesome. became a fatal four-way match. No pun intended. Great to see her. Yeah. It was awesome. She looked really good. Good shape. Looks like she She, she was. A, she was a, I mean, she's a women's wrestling legend. She, she did what she needed to do. Um, so this match starts 
they awesome Kong runs wild early. Uh, eventually, they all decide to team up on her. They take her out, and then she's just gone for a long time. Uh, then uh, they're in the corner. They set up a superplex, going for a Tower of Doom spot. Kong comes in, completes the Tower of Doom. Um, Britt Baker super kicks the shit out of Kylie Ray. Uh, oh yeah, she Kylie Ray's bow goes flying off. And then she hits her with the uh, brain buster to the knee, Adam Cole's signature moves. Of course, she is Adam Cole's baby. She is Adam Cole's baby. And uh, Britt Baker picks up the win, much like I said she would, because she's the face of the AEW women's division for now. So, that's exciting. Um, what did you think of this match? Uh, it was fun. They ran into some uh, little some snafus in the match, too, but that's to be expected. Awesome Kong did what she needed to do. It was great. Like I said, it was great to see her wrestle again after two years of filming Glow. And that division is going to be very, very interesting to watch, and I'm going to keep my eye on it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I don't know if she's like a permanent member of the roster or it was just like a one-off. It's one a big off. get if she is. Um, but yeah, uh, cool to see her, fun to see her run wild for a little bit. But ultimately, they made the right decision with uh, Britt Baker getting going over. And then after the match, uh, they showed a promo package for Sadie Gibbs, who is coming, which is also a big get. So, up next, we had uh, the best friends, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta. I completely blanked out their name for a second. I don't remember a goddamn thing about this match. Taking on Angelico and Jack Evans. There was too much neon green in this match for me. I hate when everybody wears the same color gear. Yeah, you couldn't pay attention to who was who. Um... This was a fun match, very fun. There was no psychology whatsoever. Uh, the most memorable, the most, the spot with the most psychology was when uh, Beretta and Chucky T hit the Rainmaker hug. Oh yeah, and they they fucked up camera. Yeah, the the camera's a little late zooming out. Um, yeah, they hugged and it just came up the out. But Beretta and Taylor eventually got the win with the Dude Buster jumping stop stomp combo. And then after the match, the Super Smash Brothers. I didn't know the what the fuck was going on. I'm not uh, going to pretend like I did. Yeah, Super Smash Brothers, I've heard of them. I've heard a lot about them. I know the Bucks are good friends with them. I know the Bucks have had really good matches with them. But I'd never seen their work. And they did not mention who they were once on commentary. And Excalibur knew who they were, too. But someone brought up a good point. They can't call them the Super Smash Brothers, obviously, because. Have they, a name for them. Nintendo might. But see, the thing is, these guys are. Still, these guys got to do something until October. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. you can't just change their name now. That's true. So they probably already have bookings still lined up as the Super Smash Brothers. Like, you can't just be like, oh, it's the it's guy one and guy two. I mean, you could, but no. You can't. But no, you're right, though. I didn't think about it that way. Uh, so that's, I'm assuming that's why uh, Excalibur didn't mention them by name. They were heartless outside. Even though he said that uh, he knew who they were. Uh, but they looked impressive. They hit Trained like by Sami Zayn, you told me. Yeah, I, I, uh, Sami Zayn's good friends with them, um, and they basically laid out all four guys in the match, and that was that. So up next, the Joshi Six Woman Tag that that uh, best friends versus Angelico and Jack Evans went twelve thirty five. By the way, up next the uh, Six Woman Tag Team match: Hiroki Shida, Rio Abe, and Rio Mizunami defeat Aja Kong, Yuka Sasaki, and Ima Sakura. Uh, I like this match a lot. Uh, for 
a woman in her 40s, Aja Kong can still... Not related to Tony or Awesome. No. Well, that's also Khan and not Kong, but... Yeah, but still. Same same difference, I guess. Yeah. Uh, right now, that's... A, she's... She uh, is a fucking unit. But yeah, she ran wild This match a was bit. a lot of fun. It was just five minutes too long. Ah, three minutes. We could have went ten minutes. Thirteen... Probably three minutes too long. Um... Not gonna lie, I didn't know a lot about the five women besides Asha Kong prior to this match, but I was really impressed. They all worked very well. Um, the crowd was into it. The crowd were definitely into the high spots. And plus, there were many. Yeah, there were a lot, and I don't know. Like you said, it was a fun match. Just went a little too long. What's the next match? Oh, it's Dustin and Cody, isn't it? Well, first we have the world title. Unveiling. Oh, this fucking debacle. So Bret Hart comes out. Which is kind of surprising. <laughs> uh, he has the AEW World title. Uh, MJF comes... Well, first Hangman Page comes out. Then MJF interrupts, saying that he should be the guy that... Uh, well, that's what Maxwell does. That faces either Jericho or Omega. Then Jungle Boy comes out. Jimmy Havoc comes out. And they chase him to the back. They did. That's MJF's gimmick. I really like it. And then Brett finally unveils the title. All right, Brett, face the fucking camera. A lot of mixed reviews on this title. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not like it's, I like it. It's not spectacular though. I think it's nice. It's nice. It is nice. What do you mean it's not spectacular? It's not like oh, oh yeah. Well, there's no there's no belts like that. Yeah, no, I know, but it, it was fine for what it is. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm like I'm, I'm not a diabetic, but I think I'm going to the diabetic shock. What? I don't know. I'm a, I just got real fucking dizzy there for a minute. All right. Well, let's keep moving on then. Let's move it. All right. We got Cody versus Dustin now. Fucking um, brutal. Twenty-two thirty. It went. Um, Cody has the advantage early. Brandy interferes. Uh, Earl Hebner eventually tosses her. She refuses to leave. So then DDP comes out and carries her to the back. Then Cody uh, exposes the turnbuckle. Uh, Dustin sees him expose it and knows it's exposed, but runs at it anyway like a dumb baby face and eats headfirst into these turnbuckles, rolls out of the ring, blades. Uh, Might have cut something badly because he bled all over this fucking match. Yeah, there was just a, it was just a bloodbath after this. Uh, back and forth, they all had their signature spots. Uh, Excalibur screamed, Crossroads! Yeah, after and, a, After Dustin hit the final cut. Yeah. Or what was formerly known as the yeah, final cut. Yeah, I don't think we called that now. No, but it, it was that move, though. Uh, they, they both hit the drop down in these uppercuts. Uh, Dustin hit his scoop power slam. The best in the business. Uh, Cody hit a Crossroads kick out. There's a lot of near falls in this match. There were, like, there were at least three or four times where I said it was over, and then it wasn't over. Um, eventually... Cody hit one final crossroads after a disaster kick, and it was over. Then Cody cut an emotional promo, saying that he uh, Dustin doesn't get to retire like this. Oh, this is also, we talked about this earlier, this is the entrance where Cody smashed the throne, and he also had a weight belt on that said Attitude Killer. Um, then after the match, he said, Dustin, you don't get to retire at uh, Fight for the Fallen, I wrote my name down for a tag team match against the Young Bucks, but I don't need a tag team partner. I don't need a friend. I need my big brother. And visually, were, visually crying. There were tears. This was this was well done. I'm. There's one happy dream up there now. Yeah, and 
I was skeptical of this match. I think I've said it in this podcast multiple times. I'm like, ah, I don't know, man. I know Dustin's in good shape, but he's 50, and it's not like Cody's known for being a great worker. As this, this is this is an instance where like the blood helped this match so much. Yeah, and it was great storytelling. Yeah, absolutely, it was a great story. Stellar storytelling. That seems to be what Cody uh, is very good at. He did it last year with Nick Aldis. He did it this year with Dustin. Uh, he knows his role. He knows he's a good storyteller. He knows he's never gonna have five star classics. Yeah, he's not the. He's not exactly a, you're right, he's not exactly a known worker. Yeah, but so, he knows what he's good at and he did it. This is fun. It was nice seeing Dustin. I love Dustin, you know that. Speaking of five-star classics, at 24 minutes and 55 seconds, we have a tag team match for the AAA World Tag Team titles. This uh, was tag team turmoil. The Young Bucks defending against the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. I know you did rewatch this match today, so I'll let you take the lead. Fucking phenomenal. I agree. It was phenomenal. That'll, that'll catch the old five bird from Uncle Dave. Yeah, yeah probably, and rightfully so. Yeah, I know. This was the best match of the night. Yeah. By far. It far exceeded anything else on the card. And there were spots that were insane. The, the Sierra Miedos at the beginning when Young Bucks were in their faces. Never see really that out of them. The Canadian dish, the Double Destroyers, Pentagon yeah. on, believe, Nick on the outside. And the Phoenix on Matt on the inside was insane. Pentagon might be the most impressive, impressive wrestling wrestler on the planet. Yeah. Uh, the more they hit, more bang for your buck, and then they ended up winning with a Melter. Yep. And I was really surprised they won, but it was fantastic. I was surprised they won too. I thought for sure the Lucha Bros would get the AAA tag titles back, but AEW's working with AAA now, so I guess it's they possible. have they have shit to do until October. So they might as well go work some shots. So I guess I get it from that perspective. Um. So yeah, now the main event. Uh. Chris Jericho taking on Kenny Omega for the right to face Hangman Page for the AEW uh, world title at a later date. Uh, Jericho had an entrance where it was all his iterations. First, the Lionheart was on the stage. Then, List of Jericho was on the stage. Then, Light Up Jacket Jericho was on the stage. Shouldn't Light Up Jacket been before the List of Jericho? That's a yes. minor nitpick. Yeah, but... Uh, but then, matters. Jericho comes out uh, with his Chris Benoit tribute tights. A slimmer Chris Jericho came out. Yeah, he did. He, he lost some weight. He did. He, he didn't look like Tammy Sitch. He is wrestling Okada next weekend, so he's probably trying to get. Yeah, he, he has to get in shape for that. Yeah, he's Okada's gonna. This match was fun. It was. It was a good match. Um, it was. Uh, I thought they did a lot. First, of nice one, spot. first one was much better, but first one was much better. I thought they did some interesting stuff. The stomp, I believe, it was a stomp under the table. Minor nitpick. Ridiculous. Minor nitpick. They made it clear on commentary that unlike the first match, this one wasn't a street fight, right? But then they went into table spots. Yeah, I mean. Minor nitpick. Minor nitpick, but, but exactly though. The commentators gotta be on the same page with that shit. Yeah, I agree. But it was, I mean, good for what it is. We both picked Jericho to win. Yep. Yeah, even though you didn't believe me. I didn't believe you, but uh, he hit the walls. He hit multiple lion tamers. The one he lands around Kenny's head. Yeah. I'm so he had okay. a code breaker. Kenny might take the code breaker better than anybody. Yeah, he just like his whole body like he like he continues to go yeah. forward. It's yeah, nice. it's great. He it's the antithesis of Vince taking the stunner. Yeah, no, that's a good that's a good comparison. Yeah, yeah, because, but Jericho gets the pin. Um, but first, if you notice, Omega never hits the one wing angel, so they're continuing no, to protect right. that move. Still protect the move in all wrestling. Kota Ibushi's still the only guy to ever kick out of it. Um, yeah, the Kuka is very protected. Like Brock Lesnar didn't even kick out of it. Yeah. He, he no sold it, but he didn't kick out of it. Uh, but Jericho gets the win with the Judas effect, which I hate. I hate that <laughs> move. I, it was so funny. You're like I said. I think it's a back elbow, and then he immediately did it. 
I'm like, what the fuck? Jericho got the win with the Judas effect. It's funny looking at. I get that he was like MMA training with Dave Batista, and like they came up with this, but I just don't think. Like Jericho does back elbows all the time. Like why is that's kind of like Lacey Evans. Like that's the one criticism I have of her. Her finisher is a punch, but she punches like throughout the match. At least when Big Show's finisher was a punch, he would never punch somebody in the face until he hit that move. He'd be yeah. all body shots. He's ended the KO. But Lacey Evans will, like legitimately punch people in the face the whole match. But for some reason, when she hits a certain punch, it hurts more. I don't know. But I wasn't a big fan of the Judas effect. But respect to Jericho for trying something new. He's yeah, the guy who always reinvents himself. I mean, Jesus, he's used the walls for fucking 20 years now and the cold breakers even getting a little old um so then after the match jericho is cutting a promo saying that it's now chris jericho appreciation weekend and everyone's gonna thank him for what he's done for this company and out through the crowd comes john german john moxley uh jericho mouths what are you doing here and john said this is for mitch he didn't really say that but i'd like to imagine the plant i forgot about the plant yeah they had a feud over a plant they did and a jacket um, yeah, but he returned the jacket. He gave him a gift. It was a suit jacket with Christmas lights on it. It was. It was hilarious. It was funny. But uh, he he gave a he gave. I'm there. Is he called the Dirty Deeds? What I, is it? Uh, Jr. just had a DDT. So he hits it with a double. It, it was the, it was the Dirty Deeds though. He hits the Dirty Deeds on Jericho. He hits the Dirty Deeds on the ref, and he hits one on Kenny on top of the poker chips. Then he gives him a. I guess it was an AA. It was. It was an AA off, off the, the off the poker chips onto the stage. It was a Ryback AA. Yeah, it was. Except yeah, the, it wasn't. Except there's was no ambulance. And, and except the person that felt wasn't an asshole. Yeah. But uh, that's a double or nothing. It was, was. What do you give it? Five I'm gonna words. go. I'm gonna go A minus. I'm gonna go B plus A minus. I'm leaving room for them to improve, but it's all I can ask for out of any wrestling show. So. And, and like I said before, this is in my opinion the second best wrestling show of the year. Second only to Takeover New York. Yeah, that show was special. I watched that yesterday. Um. I feel like uh, there is no doubt that this pay per view would be good. The question is going to be when it comes to the weekly television. Yeah, they, they need the Can consistency. They do the this consistency is going to be the problem. Well, I don't think it'll be the no, not the problem. It's but that's the, the issue. It's, it's the, the issue. I don't think it's the issue. It's the but question. That's what everybody's looking towards. Yes, it's the question. You can't say it's can, an issue. Can they do it consistently? And with the roster they have, I don't. I don't see why they shouldn't be able to. Yeah, some of those guys that being on TNT is going to be interesting. Yeah. So but no, I can't wait for more AEW. I'm very excited for them, and and here we go. So we, so spending fifty dollars on this pay per view, worth it. Do you? I was gonna say, do you feel like you got your money's worth? Worth it, worth it, worth it. It's nice to feel special, and it was great. I agree, um, hundred percent agree. I think we definitely got our money's worth, and let's move on to Fighter Fest. So, Kane Fact of the Week coming up next. Uh, we'll give you. Well, we don't have the schedule yet, but we'll give you everyone's social, and we'll throw all the plugs out. So stay tuned for that. So real quick, before we got get to the outro and the Kane Fact of the Week and all that fun stuff, do you think the show changed the wrestling world? No. You don't? Interesting. Didn't think it was any. I mean, going forward, we can look say, we could say, hey, this was where it started. This is what changed the world. But me right now, there's nothing exactly revolutionary about that show. I tend to disagree just because it proved that they could draw. It proved that they could put on a good show. And I think you're going to look back at this and say... That's very Double possible. Double or Nothing was the start of, of something, something special. So I think it did change the wrestling world. Well, that's your opinion. So. This week's Kane Fact of the Week is brought to you by Jacobs versus Luchasaurus. God damn. Because that's something I need to see. Don't tell me, tell me like, oh, two Kane. 
first Luchasaurus is not something you want to see. That's impossible, so. Yeah, well, fuck you. Don't pick but, up WWE 2K19, the video game. Why'd you, did you is, turn the music up on me? I did, by accident. This, uh... They're trying to cut me off. Kane's first working gimmick in name was Angus King, where he worked in a uh, wrestling company in St. Louis, Missouri, for a friend from high school. That's, that's very insightful. The world is gone. It's the best Kane theme. No one can. It is. It's, it's, it's one of the best themes ever. I, I agree. It's probably top ten. With the pyro, you got a great entrance. Yeah. Oh, yeah. UW fans love the pyro. Big I mean, it was nice seeing pyro. It was. All but right. Supposedly, we're getting it back once Fox rolls around. We'll see. Yeah. All right. So, you can check out all the shows in the Turnbuckle Topics schedule every week. On Mondays, it is Top of the Rope Wrestling Radio with that Kuda underscore Jr., on Tuesdays, it's us at Champions Pod. Uh, the boys. Wednesdays, it's the Bearded Impact Podcast with Chris Panero. And that is at O-L-D-S-K-E-W-L-P-A-N-T-Z, Old School Pants. On Thursdays, we have the Rundown at TT underscore for you and at Lynn's Be Honest. And Friday is God's Day. Or ours if we fuck up. So, yeah. Uh, that's going to... I meant us. Oh. We are gods. We're Tuesdays. We are Tuesdays. Yeah. So enjoy Fridays until the gods come back. Sure, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Next week we'll have a full NXT TakeOver 25 review. And I guess guess we got a preview Super Showdown. Oh, Jesus. And we also got a preview... preview, I'm having a stroke there. We also got a preview Dominion, which takes place in... Well, next week. Yeah, next week. June 9th. So... We will see you next week. Everyone enjoy NXT TakeOver 25. And yeah, we'll talk to you again after a while.